we just talk? Can we just talk? Talk about Welcome back to the WRSU crew. Doug Willick here alongside Christian Vasquez and Dylan Allen. Third edition of the Tuesday Summer Crew. We started this two weeks ago on the summer schedule. Uh, you know, as we mentioned earlier on the show, things have been quiet at WRSU this summer. Uh, but we'll, we'll still have the weekly Tuesday crew as much as, as often as we can. And with that, we'll bring back our regular segment. Can we just talk? You just heard the intro music. And that means it's time for me to do my Can We Just Talk. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this at a topic that I've done. I've already done this topic a few times, but it's done really well. Whenever I bring up the TV movie topic, when I just talk about what TV and uh, TV shows and movies we've been watching, uh, that topic you know, tends to spur a lot of discussion. And I know Christian uh, is on the RUE show at WRSU, uh, the entertainment show. So he knows a lot on this topic. And, of course... Dylan and myself, just like anyone, like to watch TV shows and movies as well. So I'll talk on what I've been doing. I have uh, Xfinity at home, and I didn't know this until recently, but with Xfinity, you get Peacock for free. And I might have mentioned this on the w- on our crew show before, but so I've been exploring Peacock a little bit. Haven't been getting too far deep into the library, but uh, as fans of The Office may know, The Office left Netflix recently. Not recently, but a few months ago, and it headed over to Peacock. So I, I knew that happened, but I had never really explored it until recently. And now that I've been watching The Office on Peacock, it's really interesting. They have these things, um, they have extended cut episodes of The Office. And what I find real interesting with these episodes is that they include deleted scenes, but the deleted scenes are included where they were originally intended to be in the episode. So like, if you go on YouTube and you type in, oh, you know, The Office deleted scenes or you know any show deleted scenes like you could find them but it's it's usually it's just like the deleted scenes and just the deleted scene itself but what's interesting with these extended cut episodes it's the episodes where like the original episode but where the additional scenes like where the deleted scenes were they're included at that point so if there was a scene you know at five minutes and 20 seconds and then there was like a little scene that was supposed to be there originally that got cut it's just put there in the episode so you end up, these episodes were originally 22 minutes long, but now it's like 30, you know, sometimes even over 30 minute long episodes with these original scenes. And it's kind of interesting to see, you know, season one That's episodes cool. with, yeah, it is quite cool. Like there's, uh, are you guys fans of The Office? Have, have you seen it before or seen some episodes here and there? I love that show. It's it's one of my favorites. It used to be, you know, one of the go-tos when it was on Netflix. And now that it's not, I kind of just, you know, I've already seen it, so I don't, I don't pay for Peacock. Um, but it's definitely right. one of the funnier shows out there. And I would have, you know, I, they didn't even off. They, Netflix didn't offer the extended kind of edition of those episodes, so that's 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 kind of a plus if you're seeking to, you know, buy Peacock or something to watch it. That's that's kind of a plus though. Yeah, it is nice on Peacock. They call it like super fan episodes. That's like the category it's under, and I think like. I, I don't know if I can consider myself a super fan. Like, I thought I was an Office super fan because I've seen all nine seasons, like, all the way through multiple times. But then I don't remember where I was, but I was somewhere where there was uh, the Office trivia was going on. It might have been at Rutgers. It might have been at my high school. I don't remember the exact place. But there was, you know, trivia about the Office. And I didn't really know some of these answers. They were so specific, the questions. And then some people just knew every single thing about the show. Like, um, just, like, 
something about Andy Bernard's like relatives mentioned only in like one like season nine episode, and people just knew it instantly. So I don't know it that well, but I just I like watching these extended cut episodes. And with that, I'll shift it, you know, to you guys. What shows are you watching? Do you guys, you know, ever watch deleted scenes on YouTube of different shows and movies that you like? Or, you know, maybe if you have, I know like with DVDs, they're not, obviously DVDs are not as big now with streaming and everything. But on DVDs, you know, there's often, you know, deleted scenes like that or DVD commentary, interesting stuff. So what have you guys been watching? Do you ever watch deleted scenes? Yeah, just what's on your TV and uh, movie rotation recently. Well, Doug, so what's interesting is, you know, me and my friends, we, you know, we're all done with school now. In Rutgers, we've been done for weeks now, but um, we've been doing a thing almost every night where, um, do you guys know what Discord is on, on PC? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yes, so, I, I do know Discord, I'm a, yes. I'm a gamer, so. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so. We've been using that since for like years. Yeah. So you guys know that they have the feature where you can share your screen, right? Yep. Yeah, so. Yeah. So what we do is we just, um, every night, there's three of us, so every night is, um, you know, it rotates. So one night, it, it'll be my choice to pick a movie that they haven't seen that I really like, and then the next night, it'll be, you know, one of the other guys' turns, and they'll pick a movie. So we have a, gr- we have a kid in the group named Aiden. He, he likes older movies. He's a, you know, he kind of, he, he likes the 80s and 90s stuff, so there's a lot of movies out there that are from the 80s and 90s that me and my other friend Matt have not seen. So whenever it's his turn, he'll pick a movie to, to watch. Um, so we watched Beverly Hills Cop last night for the first time. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but that's a very funny movie with Eddie Murphy. Um, it was in 1984 it came out. Um, but, you know, it, it's I haven't been really watching TV shows, Doug, uh, recently. I don't know. There's nothing really out, and I'm kind of waiting for shows to come out. Like Stranger Things, I'm waiting for that new season to come out. Uh, stuff like that, but uh, in terms of watching stuff, it's pretty much been movies almost every night, uh, and, you know, because, Doug, I know you said you haven't seen Marvel and, and Star Wars and stuff like that, so, you know, it's kind of like that where, you know, I would just kind of show my friends a movie that I feel is just, like, a must-see, and that if they haven't seen it, then I'll play it, and, you know, they, it's, so far, it's been been really cool every movie that we've watched you know everyone's enjoyed so it's kind of been nice to do that and um you know i don't know if you guys have seen all the fast and furious movies i'm not sure um but i had never personally seen like any of them i just never really watched them so you know the past week and a half or two weeks or so when it was my my friend matt's turn to pick he would just you know pick the fast and furious movies every time uh, and we would just watch them every time. And it got to a point where after watching a certain amount of them, like maybe like the first couple, you know, there'd be times where it would be my turn to pick. And I would just be like, hey, you know, uh, not to count for my turn, but I kind of want to watch the next movie in that series. And it was just, you know, it's kind of cool that you get hooked to a, to a movie series that you didn't even know, you know, that you would like. So that's definitely that's something that I've been doing recently. I don't know about you guys, but I find that pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, that's I, what I did during beginning of quarantine every week there's uh well we have a bigger discord server just because we've been playing for years so there's probably like hundred there's a couple hundred people in in the server wow, that's a lot and of we people. just yeah a lot of people and we just play with a lot and one of my friends is he's a he streams often on twitch and he um he's good at the one game valorant that we play so he's pretty high ranked in that so he'll play against pros play with pros and stuff like that or he'll meet other streamers so last night we were playing with a streamer last night 
so we do that a lot but otherwise we when we used to watch movies we did do a quiet place the other day because we're waiting for the next like a quiet place two to come out which already came out yeah so i saw that it's it pretty good you saw that movie yeah it was pretty good i saw I it in watch the theaters, the second like, one. last week or oh, yeah. last friday or something how was that experience now so you know it's great to be back in the theaters i know they had everything closed like for pretty much the whole year um you know, it was it, they had they I think they had what was it maybe two seats in between each grouping. So like I bought oh, yeah. three tickets, um, and there were maybe one or two seats in between us for the next group that was next to us, and there wasn't like anything blocked off. The seats were just empty, and it was just a normal experience. Like no one, you know, everyone was eating their food, whatever, drinking sodas, whatever, and it just felt normal in a sense. And the movie was good. I I enjoyed the movie. Um, Definitely go see it. It's a it, there's a cliffhanger at the end, and definitely there's probably going to be a third one. But yeah, I was thinking about maybe going like Friday or something because I have work on Saturday night. Yeah, so I think maybe Friday or Thursday, maybe get out, go to the Rutgers Theater, five dollar ticket for myself and the boys. Yeah, there you go. So I I definitely say well, go man. see it. But even the the new Conjuring movie comes out this week. I don't know how if you yeah. guys have seen those films either, but the new one comes out this Friday. So maybe I'll go see that as well. You know, not the big horror movie person in person, I guess. I, I'd watch them with my friends, you know, because I, I get jump scared by anything, <laughs> to be honest. Even if I know it's coming, I'll still get jump scared by a sound or whatever. That I can't play like Five Nights at Freddy's. I'd probably punch my monitor. <laughs> but yeah, the, we watched A Quiet Place. We were going to, we'll probably watch The Army of the Dead, that new that new movie on uh, Netflix that Zack Snyder did with Dave Bautista. That's pretty popular right now. And it's probably, I think it's like two hours long. It's a good chunk of time, but we've also been playing a game called Destiny, which is kind of like a big lore game. You kind of just have to do quests and stuff like that. So that's what we've been doing otherwise. Yeah, Christian, you know, I I don't have a hundred, hundreds of people in my Discord server. We probably have <laughs> maybe like 20, 25, but, um, you know, I, I do have a PC and I do play, well, I used to play Valorant. And the reason why I say used to is because I'm so bad at it. <laughs> I'm a I'm a console player, so whenever I go to so for the listeners that don't know console like meaning controller, I play with a controller like that's what I'm used to. And so when you play a game like Valorant, you need to use the mouse and keyboard, uh, and that's just not my style. I just can't get it down, and I'm just terrible at it. Um, so I when my friends play that game, I play MLB The Show on my PlayStation Four. Um, so you know I just I just can't play that game. I used to play it and I stink at it, so I don't really play that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely the watching watching movies with the boys is definitely a way to kind of, oh yeah, you know, force yourself to watch movies that you necessarily wouldn't go seek on your own because, you know, if if you if you're just you know chilling at night and you're in your bed or whatever and you you want to watch a movie and to, before you go to sleep right and you're just by yourself you're probably gonna watch a movie that's either like super new and popular or something that's like almost like a go to, and just watch that as opposed to going out and seeking, like, a movie that you kind of had question marks about, and you're like, do, do I want to kind of waste my time? Not not waste your time, but do you want to spend two hours on a movie you're not sure about? So it's kind of like that, but watching with Yeah, we've done that before. Yeah, and watching we, with your you friends. You have to take risks at that point. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. So it, like, kind of forces you to watch a movie that you normally wouldn't sit down and turn on if you were just by yourself. Yeah, that's so. what, with the Oscar ones this year. I would I obviously watched them off for RUE, but I would... Say, like, every night in our Discord, if anyone wants to watch, I'll sit in a call 
and I could just share my screen or whatever. And then some of my boys would come over and watch some of the movies. And then towards the end, when I would watch it at random times, they wouldn't come. But uh, we watched Parasite all together. We've all watched that multiple times because we love that film. And then we no, all Parasite usually... Is great. Yeah, Parasite is great. When we watched some random shows, like we did... One of my friends hadn't watched You on Netflix, so we went through the whole two seasons in like a couple days. And then we had to watch The Boys as well. Highly recommend we watched that. I watched that by myself, and then I rewatched it with my friends, and they got hooked immediately. So that's what we did. And now we're just waiting for other stuff. Maybe we'll watch a movie tonight. Who knows? Some of our friend, two of our friends, just got back from Florida, so maybe we'll just take a night, play some more games and more Valorant because some of them wanted to get back on, and we'll just troll on stream because that's what we do all the time. <laughs> what kind of games do you play, Doug? Like, do you are you a big video game uh, connoisseur? Nah, I am not a gamer. Like, I have a PS4, but, like, I don't really use it. Like, I mean, I, I have Madden and 2K, which I, like, play occasionally. But, yeah, I'm not really a big gamer, though. One of my friends just, he, Epic Games had um NBA 2K for free online. So you could just, like, you know, download it. You could always plug in your controller. So he started playing it, but he was awful. I've been playing for years, which, you know, at the, he's good at games. He, well, he's decent at games. But, like, you know, it's the same mechanics. Just press square, you shoot, make your way down the court, just get to the basket or whatever. And I was like, it, it can't be that hard for you. And he was like, he was like, I'm losing, like, 26 to 9. I was like, who are you playing against? He was like, bots. I was like, there is no way. So he played against, so I played against him. <laughs> and the only, he beat me twice because I had random teams. And in the one game, I was down by 8 with 20 seconds left and just popped two threes by stealing the ball from him. And then I got the ball with like two seconds left. I had to pull from half court, and I lost by two. <laughs> but other times he he doesn't know that you have to kind of like hold the trigger to actually like speed up to the basket to get up for a dunk. So he'll just walk up to it and try to dunk. <laughs> so I always I always like just slam on John Morant. I always get through everything. Anyone, essentially anyone who can dunk the ball, I can do it with. But him, he just goes into the basket. And I just block him. He just sits there and quiet. It's so funny. Are there any other games, Christian, that you guys play on your PC other than like Valorant and stuff like that? Because, uh, like I I play Rocket League sometimes. I don't know if you play that. Yeah, I've played Rocket League before. You know, it's free, so like at any point we could just always hop on that. We used to play CS:GO a lot, the Counter Strike Global Offense. Uh, Valorant, obviously, a lot. That's just more like if someone's streaming, we'll be like, oh, okay, I'll play. Like last night, the streamer that we were playing with was kind of big, so I was like, "Okay, I'll get on just to play with her a little bit." And then another one of our friends had played, so we played another game after. But Valorant, Rocket League, Destiny is what we've been playing now, which is kind of like a lore-based game. It's been around for a while, and you just kind of have DLC. We used to play like Terraria, which is kind of like Minecraft, but like 4D stuff like that. And then we just play like a lot of party games too. But Valorant and Destiny have been the two go-tos right now. But Valorant, since it's free, you know, we spend our money on gun skins because, you know, we think that it makes us better. So that's... <laughs> Dude, those things but, are so overpriced. It's not even funny. Like, when I used to play... Yeah, I don't know. I just put... With my with um my job, I just get the direct deposit. I'm like, oh, if I, I'm already going to spend it anyways, I know I'm going to use it. And I like sneakers too, which I just bought shoes yesterday and they came in today. So, you know, it's games or shoes. And occasionally, the shoe, when I buy shoes, I wait a little bit to buy stuff in game. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I like the skins that come out in that game, but they're just they. That's how they make their money because you, you point out the games are free, but yeah, they this just, is it's rare for a game like that to be free. Yeah, like uh, for how big it is, it, it is rare for it to be free. But then at that point, they gotta make the skins a little bit overpriced. But still, you get everyone to buy them. But at that point, if I'm using them, I'm kind of getting my use out of it. That's that's kind of the thing. I, if it's twenty dollars for a skin, then I'm uh, that I'm using constantly, and it's in my hands the whole time, and I think that it makes me better. Then at that point, it's justified. It's just the confidence booster. I get it, hundred percent. It is. So, so before we wrap up this segment, Doug, I have to ask. Last time we were on the show, in fact, I believe it was two weeks ago, because last week Christian could not make the show. You know, we talked about movies and stuff like that and entertainment. And you told us that you hadn't seen any Marvel movies oh, or no, Star Dylan. Wars movies. I'm, so, I'm worried about these questions. So, I did not, yeah. I was just going to ask ahead. if you watched any of them. Nah, so I, I feel bad. I have not started. I like. I went back to The Simpsons a little bit. I know I mentioned that I was watching that, but <laughs> I, I only watched a little bit. I I haven't watched like any movies recently. I've been watching TV shows. I, I mean, I, I started rewatching The Office, like I mentioned. I've been watching... I don't know if you guys know Community, but I've been watching that too. And yeah, I haven't got, I, I got to get around to movies though. I, I have Disney Plus now, so like I have watched Star Wars and Marvel. I got to get to those. I I don't know if I'll do it this week, but like before the summer ends, I'm going to try to get through both those series. I know that's a lot of movies, but I'll have some time. I got to get to it eventually. Mix it up. Yeah, as yes. Raj said, mix it up. Mix it up, Doug. Yes, I, I thought that was Raj's voice. I was confused though because it didn't. I haven't heard that hockey before, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll get to it. I, I mean, I know Marvel. There's like 23 movies, so it like takes hella long. I've heard you can like skip a couple. Well, next but... week Loki starts, so maybe you could start that though. Where? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, there's so much. There's so much good stuff to watch, and it's just hard to like even like like if you like pick. You you guys have seen Breaking Bad, right? Yes. Yeah, bit, so yeah. yeah, so like if you like if you want to watch a show like Breaking Bad, like that's so good, but it's like sixty, like forty-five minute long episodes, like that'll take you a, a little bit, and then there's just so much good content out there to watch, but it's 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 a lot of time. I'll I'll find the time though. I'll definitely get to it, Dylan. I'll I'll definitely watch. You know, Doug, I, I think I think we should this is what we should do. All right. You gotta promise me and Christian, or Christian and I, excuse me, that you'll watch a new hope. Uh, by next Tuesday. So we'll do it like this. For the rest of the summer crew, you watch a Star Wars movie a week. Just watch one. <laughs> and you have to watch That's A New a Hope. Idea. And then by next Tuesday, when we come back and we talk about this, we'll have a segment where we where Doug gives his opinion on the movie, gives us a full analysis of it, and then Christian and I will pitch in and, and, and talk about what his uh, you know comments are. I think that would be pretty cool. You watch... One movie a week, and that's it. Just just one movie. And you can decide to splurge a little bit if you want. Like, if, if the movies are great and you want to watch them, like, you just want to watch a second one, that's, you know, go for it. But watch once a week, watch A New Hope, come back, we'll talk about it, and then the next one, Empire Strikes Back, watch that. The next week, we'll come back and talk about it. That way, every week, you watch the new movie, and who knows, you might enjoy it, and you might want, you know, to talk about it on here. So... All right, that's fair. That is, is a New Hope the first one? New Hope's the first movie, or it's like Episode Four, but like the first one that came out. Right. 
uh, Christian, you would say to start with those, right? The older ones? Yeah, start with the old ones. Okay, yeah. So start okay. with that one first. All right, I will. I will. All right, so that'll do it for Can We Just Talk? Some more sports on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Crew on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick, and online at WRSU.org. Hey there, this is Herb Sutton inviting you to listen to Sutton Country Weekend Mornings, 6 to 10 Saturday, 6 to 9 on Sunday. We play classic country music and the ones that will be classics. We sprinkle it with some bluegrass music. That, my friends, makes the right recipe to kickstart your weekend mornings. That's Sutton Country, Saturday, 6 to 10 a.m., Sunday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WRSU 88.7 FM, around the dial, and WRSU.org, around the world. WRSU is your home for Rutgers baseball. Catch every home game live from Baton Field as head coach Steve Owens and the Scarlet Knights look to push forward in Big Ten action. Catch it all only on WRSU FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. Your home for Rutgers football, basketball, soccer, wrestling, baseball, and lacrosse. This is WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Fan of the WRSU crew, but you missed today's show? Don't sweat it, we've got you covered. WRSU Sports is now available on Spotify. Catch every single episode of the WRSU crew on the airwaves from 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday and 4 to 6 p.m. on Friday, as well as 24-7 streaming on Spotify. We'll bring you every second of your favorite sports talk with the best hosts in town. Look up the WRSU crew on Spotify today and make sure to give us a follow. Hour two of the Tuesday crew is underway. I'm Dylan Allen with Christian Vasquez and Doug Willig. We talked about the NBA in the first hour or so of tonight's show. We had a little Can We Just Talk segment about movies, entertainment, and all that jazz and Star Wars. And we made a deal with Doug. He's going to watch a Star Wars movie every week and come back and report to us. So welcome to hour two of the crew. Guys, I'm just going to take the floor and I'm going to talk about the Yankees a little bit because they are my favorite baseball team. And, you know, for years they've been one of my favorite teams to watch because, as you all know, the Giants have not been good since 20, 2016. Um, the Knicks, they had a great year this year, but they haven't made the playoffs since 2013. And to be fair, I did become a Knicks fan before the season did start this year. And I only did that because I was never in the basketball and I, I I wanted to root for a team. I just I never got into the NBA. It was just a sport that I just never really sat down and watched, you know, with the family and stuff like that. And I, I never just found it, you know, not not entertaining, but I would rather watch the Yankees or I'd rather watch the Giants game. I'd rather watch a playoff hockey game. Like, there were just other things I'd rather watch, so I never got into it. So this year I decided to become a fan of the Knicks, and, you know, they had a, a, a surprising a surprisingly great year making the playoff run, or not making the playoff run, excuse me, making the playoffs in general uh, and finishing 10 games above 500, which is, you know, no one saw that coming. But um, outside of them, the Yankees have been like the only team 
recently that has been consistently good, making the playoffs, making deep playoff runs and stuff like that. They've been the most entertaining team to watch. But as of right now, they are 29-25 and 25 on the year. They are third in the AL East. And they are currently playing the Tampa Bay Rays right now at Yankee Stadium. And they are already losing 2 to nothing in the bottom of the first. Austin Meadows had a two-run home run. Um, so I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here for the Yankees just because they're my favorite team to watch, so I expect better. 29-25, and 25, that is just terrible. I, and they had a slow start in the beginning of the year, like a really bad start. I believe they were last place in the division at one point. They started out, I, I think, with like five wins or something. And they just they just did not look great. They had a stint where they lost, I believe it was five in a row. And then there came a point where they really, really just played great baseball. Um, you know, they swept Detroit at Yankee Stadium back in uh, late April, early May. And then when the Astros came to town with the big rivalry there and the whole cheating stuff that went on there, they, they won two out of three. Houston's a good team still. They won two out of three there. Then they won two out of three against the Nationals. Then they won two out of three against the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa, which is a spot where they can't where they don't play baseball well at all in recent years. Then they go down to play Baltimore in, in Baltimore, win two out of three there. Then they go to Texas, win three out of four there, had a Cordy Kluber no-hitter. Then they come home to play one of the hottest teams in baseball against the Chicago White Sox. And beat all three and beat them three times. They swept them in that series. And then they play the Blue Jays. And they lost two out of three in that one. One of the games was put the, the one game that was on a Wednesday night last week was postponed. They had a doubleheader. They split that game in on Thursday the following day, but they still lost two out of three in the series. So, you know, the Yankees are looking good. The offense could be better, but you know, two out of th- I mean, losing two out of three is better than getting swept. So but then they go to Detroit this past weekend, and you know they just they laid an, they laid an egg. They they got swept by the Detroit Tigers, who are who is a bottom feeder in the MLB, and they have been for quite some time now. They are not good whatsoever. They 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 should have beaten them last Friday when they played them the first game. They were winning two to one going into extra innings, and we had Justin Wilson in. And he gave up a two-run home run to Robbie Grossman to lose it in the bottom of the tenth. So the Yankees lost that one three to two. Then they lose the next one six to one, and then they lose the next one six to two. And you know the game that they lost six to one, they played they played against Spencer Turnbull, who who had a no hitter earlier this year. But the next game they played a guy they played a, they played against the pitcher guys that was one in seven coming into the game with a. With a five and a half run, or excuse me, five and a half ERA, this guy's not good whatsoever. And the Yankees only were were only able to score two runs. It's just unacceptable. And then yesterday they go home and play the Rays, who have been one of the hottest teams in baseball, and they lose three to one. They only give up three runs. They can only score one, and it was a Miguel Andujar home run. This offense has just been abysmal. Like, it's just, it's crazy. The last, like, 10 games or so, when they lost against Toronto, they only scored two runs. When they lost against Toronto again, they lost 2 nothing. 
Then they won the next one, scored five. Fine. They lose the next one to Detroit, only scored two. Then one. Then two. And then one yesterday. And now today they're already losing 2 nothing in the first. And they're facing Tyler Glass now. So I don't expect things to get you know, too much better uh, than what we've seen the past couple of days. But, I mean, Aaron Judge, is just he's been phenomenal this year. He's batting over 300. He has 13 home runs, and he's pretty much at 30 RBIs at this point, and he's, I think, at 1,000 OPS. I mean, those are MVP-type numbers. I, I don't know what else you expect him to do when the rest of the team is batting. You know, the top five guys, even LeMahieu, who they just signed to this big deal, you know, this offseason, he was the must get he was the must sign guy, the must re-sign guy who had two great years for us, batting over 300. He won the batting title last year. For any listeners who don't know what that is, the batting title basically means the player with the highest batting average. So he had the the highest batting average in the American League last year. I believe he was hitting around 350, 340, something like that. And you sign him to a you sign him, which is what every single New York Yankee fan wanted, said that that said that it needed to happen. And now this year he's batting just above 250. And he only he, he I mean, guys, he's just not playing up to, you know, expectation. And you and he's in the leadoff spot. Then you got Giancarlo Stanton, who to start the year struggled, then had a heck of a run where I believe in like 10 games or so, he was batting 500, had like four home runs. He was absolutely mashing the ball, going ballistic. Kind of looked like, you know, the Giancarlo Stanton that we traded for back in 2017. And so, you know, now with him, and then he got hurt. Like he got hurt, went on the IL for, I believe, a couple of games, came back, and now I, I think he has... You know, in the games that he's had, I think he's 0 for, I don't even know what he's 0 for, but he hasn't had a hit, and he has struck out at least at least 15 times, or at least 10 times, excuse me, at least 10 times in the games that he's been back. So he hasn't really done anything as of lately. I mean, Glaber Torres, we saw, I mean, he's been, he's hard to kind of analyze because he had the big error the other night against Detroit, in a game that, you know, I, I it was close, and I, I think it was 2-2. Two to two. And this is the Detroit game, the last game in the series where they lost 6-2. to two. It was 2-2, two to two, and um, he had a ground ball hit to him, and, and he had to backhand it, and he missed it. But it was definitely a fieldable ball, and he missed it, so then it scored a run. And then the inning continued, and it ended up, and then, you know, they, they ended up giving up a three-run double. Which gave, which gave Detroit their sixth runs in this game. I mean, it just it happened because of that. And I think Torres had two throughout two errors in that inning. He, you know, Dylan, in that I, game. I I feel your frustration. I don't, you know, I, I don't follow baseball closely, but at the same time, I definitely just I could understand just what it what it feels like to watch a team when it's, you know, just not doing well or you're not meeting expectations or you know, being the worst team in the league, or even if they're not the worst, just watching a franchise not do, um, not play up to, you know, a reasonable standard can be frustrating. I remember in, um, you know, 2009, 2010 season, and over in the NBA when the Nets went 12-70, and 70, I went to a couple games that year, and 
Yeah, it's just frustrating. They only won 12 games in an 82-game season. Not not the worst record of all time. I believe the team, uh, there have been teams that have won less I than 12. I think Charlotte like, had the worst record Yeah, Charlotte in a um, in a 66-game season, they had a, like the worst winning percentage of all time. They went, I think, 7-59. and 59, But then that's a little different because it's not the normal 82-game season. But yeah, it, it you know, it's just difficult when you're watching a team that loses so much. It, you know, when you're watching a team, maybe that's the worst in the league or the Yankees are not the worst team in the league, but when you're, you're watching a team that's not performing to the standard that you know they can play, it's frustrating as a fan. And, you know, you're, obviously, you know, you want to change things. You want management or you want whoever uh, just to change, make changes. And it can be frustrating when the changes that, you know, are seemingly obvious don't happen. And just kind of watch. Maybe you complain on Twitter. Maybe you come on the show and complain. But as a fan, it can be frustrating when, uh, you know, expectations are not met. I mean, it's just, I mean, Doug, you're right. It, it, And I'm not going to get too ahead of myself because I think this team is going to turn it around. I mean, they are definitely a playoff team. They have been since 2017. There's no doubt in my mind that they're going to be in the playoffs come October. But just to think that, this team is paying like the payroll. I don't even know the numbers, Doug, but I, all I know is that the Tampa Bay Rays payroll is under a hundred million dollars at least. It might be even it might be even under eighty million dollars for their whole entire roster, and I believe we are north of at least two hundred million. And they somehow come in here to New York and just you know, and, and just have our number every time. And, and so it's just frustrating because it's. It's not on management's fault, meaning um, the GM, Brian Cashman. I mean, he's bringing in guys that you know have a, a whole lot of talent, and they're paying a boatload of money for these guys. And so it's what it comes down to is it comes down to just players just not playing to their expectations. And I know, I know that's what you said, Doug, and, and you're 100% right. Now, I'm not going to sit up here and sound like a Yankees fan that's spoiled and expects, you know, rings every year. That's just not the case. I mean, you're 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 a 29 and 25 ball club. You're third in the division. Uh, not too many teams that are in third place, you know, make it to the postseason. And so when you have Boston in front of you by three and a half games, who they were supposed to be kind of the bottom feeder this year, too. They they have been much better than expectations. The Rays are 35 and 20. They have the best record in baseball. And the Blue Jays are not too far behind us. They're one game back. And we and I'm looking at this too, guys. Um, which is kind of crazy to, to, to think at. The run differential for us. The pitching this year has been it's like the best it has been in a long time. I mean, we have given up 194 runs. And, you know. I know you guys don't watch baseball, but the Rays have, if not, you know, they have a just as we might have a little bit better of a pitching um, of of pitching overall in terms of bullpen and starters, but they are pretty close to us, and they they've given up two hundred and ten this year, and so we've given up, you know, sixteen less runs than them. But the big issue here is we haven't been able to score. We. We only have scored 202 runs, and so our our difference between the runs scored and runs against is plus 8. Guys, that's not good. The Rays are plus 63. The Red Sox are plus 45. The Blue Jays are plus 42. 
and we're plus eight. Like that, it just can't happen. Like that's just if you want to be plus eight, Dylan. Yeah, I, I feel I feel your frustrations. It's definitely, you know, it's just the offense is the Yankees. There. Yeah, there's there's high expectations. I mean, for the Yankees, it's just the Yankees. You know, they they've won twenty seven World Series, right? But the most recent was yeah. 09. right? And, and it's a franchise with high expectations, and the fans expect a lot, and it's just. It's just upsetting, you know, when a popular team, when the team you root for is not doing well. It, I mean, I don't follow baseball too closely, like you said, but at the same time, I mean, I'd like to see the Yankees do well. I have gone to a few Yankees games here and there. I, I've been to a couple at the New Park. So while I, I don't, you know, feel the same frustrations that you feel, I would definitely, I, I could understand your frustrations. And it's... It's seven thirty-seven now. We got twenty-three minutes left on the show. Should we should we shift back to the NBA because the next game is starting right about now? It and I know we started the show with NBA, but we could talk. Are yeah, you guys sure, cool no talk about that? Yeah. So I have I have T on T on TNT on. Um, you guys are probably familiar with the TNT crew that they have. Um, for NBA games, Shaq, Charles, Kenny, and Ernie Johnson. Great group. Great group, definitely. They have good chemistry. They're definitely very entertaining, and they've been around so long. It's just interesting. I mean, I think, I think Shaq sometimes can be a little rude. He's been like mean to Donovan Mitchell on a couple occasions. But though, it's just they are exciting. Though I do like watching them. I think Ernie Johnson's a very cool guy, and and they make the um, the broadcast fun. I, I would like to watch the uh, Nets game on Yes. I like the Nets local broadcasters. I think Ian Eagle's very very good, but. On yeah, TNT, cool. yeah, um, Ian Eagle's very good. He's good for football as well, but uh, TNT has good guys as well. I do like Kevin Harlan. Harlan. Do, you, do you guys know Kevin Harlan? He's, he does a lot of national He's games. retiring this year. I think I think Marv Albert's retiring, right? Oh, it's Marv Albert, one of the two. One of the two. Yeah, yeah, Marv Albert's been doing it a, a really long time. Um, he's retiring at the end of the conference finals for the East. Yeah, no, never that conference one. finals. Yeah. Oh, and guys, just since we're talking about the NBA now, I know when we talked about it before, it was up in the air, but it's official now. Kemba Walker and Robert Williams are not playing for the Celtics tonight. So, oh, well, next uh, next round for the Nets. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah. So likely. let's. So just just for uh, the sake of conversation, guys, let's just assume the Nets win this game because we already dove in um, about this series before in the first hour. So let's let's talk about Brooklyn Nets versus the the Bucks because I think all of us think the Nets are gonna win tonight. Uh, and even if they don't win tonight, I still think that they'll they'll win this series. Um, so let's talk about Nets Bucks. The Nets, or excuse me, the Bucks are coming off of a sweep against the uh, the Miami Heat, uh, who they had lost to last year in the bubble, and they, in, in five they looked games really good. Too. Yeah, yeah. The, the Heat beat them in five last year, and then all of a sudden this year, the the Bucks just swept them. Right. And I think that you know if it is Nets Bucks, obviously the Bucks are coming in with extra rest, but at the same time. And we already touched on this earlier in the show. The Nets just have so much firepower at the top. So even if they have less rest, I feel like the Nets are going to be favorites in that series. I mean, you guys probably agree. Oh, they have to be. Yeah, you know, Draymond Green just came out and said the Nets are the favorite to win the East. I mean, as a Nets fan, and I've been a, I've been a Nets fan for a long time, it, it's nice to see them be this dominant. You know, I, I'm i not a huge fan of, like, these NBA super, super teams. I mean, I, I feel like I was okay with LeBron. When he signed with Miami, like at that point, I thought that was cool. But now this, 
the current state of super teams. I don't know how I feel. When, but... it's, when it's your team, you're fine with it, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it's your team, it, it is a bit nicer. So if they if the Nets roll through and win a championship, that that would be nice. That definitely would be nice. And when you're rooting for the team for for a while, it, it would be very nice to see. I don't know how many people are going to be happy though. I mean, because as we also touched on earlier, the Nets don't really have the most dedicated fan base. Like if the Knicks won the finals, you know, MSG would be going crazy, and then MSG kind of has like that this place. Would, the roof would come off of that building. Yeah, they were saying. They were saying they wanted Brooklyn after beating the the Hawks one time. They said they wanted Brooklyn. So I think if the Knicks just win any playoff game, I think that they'll just, you know, they'll say anything. So, yeah, you're great. Yeah, because MSG has such a reputation. I, I don't think it's entirely fair just because the Knicks haven't won a final since, like, 1973. But I know that MSG, like, just, you know, in non-sports context, it's famous for concerts, and then the Rangers is there as well, and they won the Stanley Cup uh you know, quite a long time ago at this point, but it has that reputation. And Barclays Center does not have that reputation just because it was only built in 2012. It's, it's a new arena. But hopefully, you know, this current Nets team, if they can win multiple championships, and that's definitely a lot to ask. It hasn't happened yet, but maybe that reputation can be built for Barclays Center. It's Is it interesting arena? It's very uh, – have you guys been to Barclays Center before? Yeah. Yeah, I have been. Yeah, yeah. So all three of us have been there. So if you've sat in the upper deck, you know it's kind of steep. It's a little steeper up there. And also it's small. I believe it's on the smaller end of NBA arenas. It's got like a 17K capacity. But it is nice. It's it's in Brooklyn, obviously. And it is a nicer. And it, it is nice. Like, the way it looks that, is pretty – like it's new looking. Yeah, I like that screen in the, uh, in the front. I think it's called the Oblisk. I'm not sure. But that light circular screen outside the front of the arena is nice. It's a nice place to go. I haven't been there in. I was there I last year. Well, obviously before COVID. Left. Yeah, before COVID, I, I've been there. I haven't been to the arena since COVID, but it is a nice place to go. And hopefully, the Nets can like build that reputation there. Like they have up in the rafters. I think there's like signs for like Jay Z concerts that sold out. Yeah, and it's like are. okay, that that's cool. But I want like a championship. That's like in Staples Center. They have the Taylor Swift ones. I think. Yeah, people made fun of that. Yeah, but. Hopefully the Nets can get a championship banner. Yeah, I mean, but let's let's talk about the Bucks first. The Nets, though, guys. Doug, you're the Nets fan. I want to hear your input on this. Like, do you guys? Not that you guys don't have a chance, but obviously, I I would pick them to win the series. But realistically, how many games do you think that series would go? I'm hoping not more than five or six. I hope the Nets can clean it out because it's just the Bucks are definitely good. But if we're talking like I'm not saying Giannis is the whole team because there's other great players there, but if we're talking like tier one superstars, it's just Giannis. And if you're talking on the net, obviously there's two tier one superstars, maybe even three with Kyrie. And then Joe Harris is just an elite shooter. That's three MVP caliber player. Yes. I, I don't know if I don't know if Kyrie is MVP caliber, but Whoa. He, oh, you think Whoa, he is? Oh Doug. Oh yeah. I don't know about almost this thirty year, points but... per year. Only that... thirty points almost thirty points per game. Shooting fifty percent right. from the field. That's all right. And fair, he, fair. I think he played the most out of the big three. That is true. He he did have a very good year. I think yeah, he's probably like a top twelve, top fifteen player in the league. I don't know. I mean, he, what is he? He's twenty six or twenty seven now. He's twenty nine because he, he did. Is come he twenty nine? Is he really? Yeah, he averaged twenty seven points. Oh my god! You're right, Christian. Fifty percent from the floor, forty percent from three. About five rebounds and six. Forty percent is very high too. Yeah, that's a good number. 
I don't. I, I just don't think that the this year though. Yeah, no, not this year. But, with, with that three, it's very hard to make any. Yeah. Like it's very hard to make any like argument that like he's the most valuable player for his team just because you have KD and you have Harden on that team, which. Right. And if they were on a team by themselves, they could they would be up in the ranks for MVP. But yeah, that's I'm, the I'm... hardest. If he if Kyrie was on the team and they were not there, then he'd be a, probably a surefire of a top three candidate. Just because if he's playing like that, and he doesn't have those two players on the team, surely that he's he's just electric for whatever team it would be. Yeah, it's definitely it's like weird because you don't know how many games they're gonna win if it's just Kyrie. I mean, we just saw a Steph Curry led team miss the playoffs, which was real, real surprising. And he played out of his mind. Oh, yeah, the team didn't he's help MVP him out. Finalist. Yeah, the team. You know, obviously Draymond. Draymond's an interesting player because like he doesn't really score, but then he's an elite. He plays uh, a lot. Defender. He plays very good defense. He's good. Yeah, elite defender, like you said. Uh, great rebounder. Great. Um, you're great at distributing the ball. I think he averaged like nine assists a game. Yeah, it's like Rodman, really... essentially. Yeah, he's he interesting. He gets rebounds. Like... He's a defensive presence. He might right. not score that much. It's just like the game where Rodman had like, what, like zero points yeah. or whatever, but he had like 25 rebounds. Yes, Rodman, I think <laughs> a- he like averaged 18 rebounds a game one year. Like Rodman's numbers were so, just so interesting to see because usually guys in the NBA, you know, out of points, rebounds, and assists, they usually average the most points. So it's, when you have a guy that doesn't do that, like Draymond actually averaged more rebounds and more assists than points. I think he was at 7.0 points a game, 7.1 assists, and then 8.9 rebounds. I might have flipped the assists and rebounds there, but it's just an interesting combo. He's an interesting player. It's unfortunate that the Warriors could not make the playoffs because I feel like just Steph Curry is a nice draw. I mean, you know that he's probably going to get you more TV ratings, you know, from the league's perspective. He's a very popular player. Might be the most popular player in the league other than LeBron. I don't think that's a bold statement. And Curry? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Steph Curry. For sure. Everyone For sure. There's never been like anything. As he's been with the same team his whole career. Won a championship without, like, when Katie wasn't there, they won the chip. And so, like, yeah. every, everyone loves it. There's never been anything that's been said wrong about Curry. Yo, all Steph Curry needs is a finals MVP award. And I think his career will be. Like complete because right now he doesn't have that because uh, Iguodala won in fifteen and then Durant won in seventeen and eighteen. He'd but... have to score like forty points per game for his team to make it there. It seems like. Yeah, I don't know if that team is gonna make the finals. I mean, Clay obviously has missed the last two years, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll if see Clay was there, that would have been much different. He doesn't have to go as crazy. And yeah, the fact that he went so crazy without Clay because Clay's the great four spacer and. When Clay was not there in space of four, and, and Steph is still hitting those games where you know making 10 threes and going nuts. That really just shows how great Curry is. It's just sad. It's real sad that they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, Memphis, good for Memphis, though. Memphis beat them in the play in tournament, yeah. and now you know they're down 3 1 to Utah, but you know, good for Memphis. It's, I think that the league, you know, even if they don't say it publicly, we kind of know they'd rather see the Warriors there because that's a more popular squad, but. You know, good for Memphis, good for, um, it's good for everyone involved. Welcome back to the WRSU crew, 7.49 p.m. here. 
11 minutes left on the show. Doug Willie, Christian Vasquez, and Dylan Allen looking to wrap things up. Just turned to 7.50. Yeah, 10 minutes left of the third Tuesday edition of The Crew this summer. Uh, we've talked a lot NBA. We've touched on Rutgers recruiting for a little bit. and Dil- um, Not Dylan Allen. Dylan Allen's on the show. But Jacob Allen recruiting for Rutgers. And just some different guys have coming in that Shiano's bringing in. I'm going to turn it over to tennis briefly. You know, we don't usually talk about tennis on the WRSU crew, or at least this edition. I know there are, I, I believe Kerr was a tennis fan. Uh, he just recently graduated. But uh, Naomi Osaka making some headlines. So Naomi Osaka, if you aren't familiar, she is the 23-year-old um, female tennis player. She's really become a star over the last couple of years. She's ranked number one by the Women's Tennis Association. She's a four-time Grand Slam singles champion. She's a reigning champion for the U.S. Open, reigning champion for the Australian Open. So she's really come onto the scene the last couple of years. Uh, she's half, uh, I believe she, she represents Japan, but I believe she was born in America. Let right. me pull this up real quick. Or no, she was born in Japan, excuse me. Uh, her mother's from Japan, father's from Haiti. But anyway, main thing is she's been the main, you know, up-and-coming female tennis star. Before the French Open started, she said she was not going to speak to the press uh, due to mental health issues. And this did cause some um, conflict with the tennis, um, with the French Open. I don't, I'm going to try to pull up an article right now. But basically what happened was they were saying that she has to speak to the media. And she was saying she didn't really want to because of mental health issues. So she, after she won her first round match, she did not speak to the media, and she was subsequently found, uh, fined $15,000. And after this happened, she withdrew from the French Open. I'm going to pull up her statement right now that she posted to Twitter. She said that, you know, this isn't a situation I ever imagined or intended when I posted a few days ago. I- I'm not going to read the whole statement out because it is quite long. But basically she said that the truth is that I have suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018, and I have had a really hard time coping with that. Anyone that knows me knows I'm introverted. Anyone that has seen me at tournaments will notice that I'm often wearing headphones as it helps dull my social anxiety. And, you know, she goes on to say that she met some cool journalists and that she's not a natural public speaker. But basically she was, and now this is a quote, she was already feeling vulnerable and anxious. So I thought it was better to exercise self-care and skip the press conferences. And then she said some more. And she said that, so she's going to take some time away from the court now. When the time is right, I really want to... Work with the tour to discuss ways we can make things better for the players, press, and fans. So, yeah, big news that Naomi Osaka, who definitely had a legitimate shot at winning the French Open. I'm not a huge um, tennis fan. You know, I occasionally put on a tournament or, you know, one of the Grand Slams, you know, French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. Open. But big news with Osaka stepping out um, of the tournament. Hopefully that she can work on her mental health issues and everything can be okay there. And yeah, I mean, a lot of athletes have come forward and uh, discussed publicly issues they're having with mental health over the last few years. That Marta Rosen has talked about it. Kevin Love has talked about it. So some big name athletes are, you know, kind of putting issues that were maybe swept over the rug in previous years. Uh, they're bringing it more to the forefront, trying to re- remove a stigma. I think these are all good steps. It's there's definitely a downside here that Osaka was not able to, or she chose not to play the rest of the tournament because I think. I mean, I don't know what's going on in her head, but I'm, I, I would think, you know, she would want to play. And I, I know the, the open management would want her to play, the tour would want her to play, the press wants to see her play. 
fans want to see her play. So it's unfortunate that it had to end this way, but hopefully she'll be back for future tournaments. Yeah, 100%. She, you, you pointed out she's one of the better tennis players, uh, women tennis players in the country, or in, in the world, I should say. I forget that tennis is an international sport. So it's, you know, it kind of sucks that she's, you know, going through this and that she's, you know, she doesn't feel up to playing or whatever the case is. So there's This is a new story, so there's not really too much that I can go off of because I don't really know. It, 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 it involves mental health, so I don't know kind of like what she's feeling in terms of like what she's thinking about and stuff like that. So I can't really speak on that, but it just thinks that it, it came to the point where she had to take herself out of, you know, the French Open, which is one of the, the bigger tournaments in all of tennis. It's one of the main, um, it's one of the main tournaments in tennis along with like Wimbledon and stuff like that. So it stinks that it came to that, but um, for the last five minutes here, or so we're going to wrap it up with, just a little bit more NBA talk. Um, I believe the Celtics and Nets are at a timeout. They are tied at 10 apiece with about 6.50 left in the first quarter. Uh, Tatum has two points. Tristan Thompson, two points. Oh, wow. The whole starting five for the Celtics has two points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marcus Smart, uh, Fournier, Langford, Tatum, and Thompson all have two points. Garnett, uh, not Garnett, Durant. Excuse me. I, I was I was thinking of the whole thing with Garnett and the and the logo thing with Kyrie. It's just it was on my mind yes. for a second. That so. that was a whole story there. Yeah. Some people were actually trying to argue that because Kyrie stepped on that the Celtics logo, that he therefore deserved the bottle thrown in the hand, which is just ridiculous. Like even if you don't think he should have stepped on the logo, I could understand. You know, if you if you view that as a sign of disrespect, but. That doesn't mean you deserve to have an object thrown at you, so that's just kind of whack. You know, and I also saw too, Doug. I also saw video. I, I saw a video. I don't know how long ago it was, but it had to be at least two or three because uh, two or three years because Kyrie was in a Celtics uniform. Um, but there was a video that I kind of forgot about where I, I guess he was frustrated after the game, or if it was halftime, I'm not sure. But he threw the ball like he he just underhand, like he 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 had the ball in his right hand put his arm all the way back and basically like threw it underhand like a softball pitcher but like just launched the ball into the the stands of the arena and I also saw that people were arguing like you know not that this is right to throw water bottles at players but if you're going to you know charge this guy with assault and battery for throwing a water bottle which you know it didn't even hit him um at the same time I think that people are arguing that you got to hold the players accountable too sometimes you know, Kyrie throwing a ball into the crowd. You know, you, you don't know. I don't know if it hit anybody. I'm not sure. But it, it definitely could have. And the same rules apply to the fan. You know, fans go there to watch the game. They're not there to get a, a ball thrown at them. So, you know, I, I think that's what people also had problems with as well. Uh, as R- Romeo Langford just hit a three-pointer for the Celtics as they lead 16-12. to 12, with About 540 left there in the, four, in the first quarter. But I think I also saw that too, Doug. Just arguments like that. Like, saying that, yes, the fans are in the wrong, but if you're going to hold them accountable like that, then you need to do so for the players. Yeah, definitely a fair point. And I think that just with that whole bottle incident and with everything that's been going on, hopefully that this game and the rest of the games can just go on with no idiot fans, you know, trying to do things to ruin things for everyone else. Hopefully this game just goes on in peace as the Nets now cut the lead to 16-13. You know, I'm just excited to watch this one. I'm excited. I, hopefully the Nets can advance tonight. I just 
haven't seen the Nets. Um, the Nets have not won a playoff series since. I'm drawing a blank, but they they won one like five years ago, and they eventually wasn't lost. it wasn't it against the Raptors like back in yes, 2014. Yes, yes. They won in seven games. Yeah. Paul Pierce blocked Kyle Lowry on the final play of uh, Game Seven. Then the Nets went on to play the Miami Heat. That was the big three era Heat, and the right. Nets ended up losing in five to the Heat. And it, they were close games to the Heat too. I mean, you look back in time and you see, oh, okay, they lost in five, but like they put up a fight. That being said, you know, that big three with the Heat was just great, you know, making four finals. Hopefully this Nets team, this Nets big three, and this Nets big 15, as Kevin Durant referred to it, can get, you know, a championship for Brooklyn. That would just be great to see. But it's 7.58. Dylan, Christian, any, you know, last couple thoughts before we sign off? You know, uh, I'm going to look at the Yankees score right now. And I'm going to see what the score is. So I guess we'll see. Maybe they heard your rant. Maybe they got the radio on in the dugout. And now they heard, okay, we got WRQ on. They're saying we got to play better. And then now they're going to play better. Yeah, you know, I I was hoping for the same thing too, Doug. But they're still losing two to nothing. Uh, Bottom of the third. They don't have a hit either. Uh, But I don't, you know, they're playing Tyler Glass now. He's one of the better pitchers in all of baseball. So I I expect a low-scoring game from the Yankees tonight. But, you know... Like I you said, like I said before, the pitching this year has just been great for the Yankees. So, hopefully, they can keep it close. Yeah, hopefully the Yankees pull out a W, and hopefully the Nets pull out a W. Hopefully, New York sports can have a good night. 